Welcome to the family with Tom Bernard. Tom is off, filling in. I'm Dave Schrader, along with... Ralph Dwight Basham, MD, as Hackmaster. Andy Brand Bernard. And Cassie Schrader. There's a Santa shortage in the United States, guys. We have to talk about this and deal with this problem first up on the family. <laughs> Tommy, I never believed it until now, but apparently you're a pretty big deal. Was there ever a question in your mind? Well, you might say I was a doubting Thomas. See what I did there? Yes, how incredibly clever. Anyway, what's your point? Well, last month I was trying to find you a car to replace the Mafia Mobile and suggested leasing a Nissan Altima as it was impossible to find your first choice. I love that Altima, and I'm actually looking forward to checking out the all-wheel drive as soon as it's known. Well, apparently someone at Nissan was listening to us, and at this month at Coon Rapids Nissan and Burnsville Nissan, we can offer short-term 18-month leases. That's actually pretty smart. By then, the chip shortage will be over, right? Man, I hope so. The only chip shortage I want to hear about is Bilski dumping one into the bunker. <laughs> By the way, for the first time ever, Coon Rapids Nissan was number one in the state and Burnsville was number two. Your Altima was actually one of the cars that put JLo on top. To learn more about short-term leasing, stop into Burnsville Nissan or Coon Rapids Nissan. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean. Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there, in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. You know, in a world filled with pandemics and riots and political derision, I think we've lost sight of the real problems in life. Mm -hmm. And the newest one has reared its jolly old face <laughs> or has there's, there's or a hasn't. santa right santa shortage is hitting the usa so the supply chains have truly been cut off ralph this is something we should be concerned about yeah absolutely we there's not enough microchips to make the uh, make the animated santas anymore. yeah exactly the animatronic santas are gone santa claus may not be coming to town when he's called out for parties and festivals this christmas season because of a national worker shortage not to mention you know, the COVID-19 right. Yeah, I have a feeling that has a lot to do with it, the COVID. Yeah, well, the nation's major shopping malls have already signed the best Santa Clauses on the contracts. Uh, so <laughs> the that best you're clauses? Getting, yeah, you're, you're getting the... Uh, the third-tier Santas. Yeah, you're getting the bad Santas <laughs> everywhere else. You're getting the Santa. Yeah, you're getting the Santa that's... You smell, yeah, I the Santa that smell like grandpa. I love that line from uh, Night at the Opera with the Marx Brothers where they're going over the contract and Groucho has the standard contract and, and Chico's the the attorney for the yeah. for the opera singer. And he's like, I don't understand this part. And he goes, well, it's the party of the first part. I don't like it. Take it out. So they take it. And the final thing is literally where he signs his name. And he goes, what's his last bit? And he goes, why, it's just the simple sanity clause. And he goes, everybody knows there's no such thing as a sanity clause. <laughs> and they tear it out as well. 
But here we face a major oh, issue with all of the good Santa Clauses signed. <laughs> there just aren't enough good people out there willing to put on the red suit and beard and become a Santa's helper. And here's your solution. Okay, let's hear it. This is why you want a conservative Jewish community in your area. Because they, the fellas always keep the beards. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Boom, we dye them a little, little powder sugar. Little this. You, you know, and, and they'll work. They work. They work. They want, there you go. You recruit them. Boom. Done. So we'll have Jewish Santas. Jewish Santas. Well, yeah. half of the uh, beloved classic Christmas movies and songs were written by Jews, so why not? That's yeah. right. It doesn't really matter where they come from. Neil Diamond's Christmas album. It would be hoy, hoy, hoy. Hoy, hoy, hoy. Bench on a bench. That's right. Yeah, there you go. Uh, like so many other things this season, the demand is outpacing the supply, even for Santas for Hire who can make a lot of money for their services. How much do you think a Santa for Hire makes? With or without tips? Do they get oh, tips? Yeah. Oh, they should. You should. I don't Why think would Santa you? gets tips. Wait, Vegas they get tips. Yeah, probably. Well, you know, yes. you, they should yeah. put a jar out. You know, give it, put a deuce in there. Right. You don't want to tell people to put a deuce in. Them. <laughs> no, you don't. In the well, you know, they don't want a deuce in. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I sure do. You know what a deuce is. I know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But a twenty dollar bill. It's also but, the other thing. No, what's right. a, but jeez, come on. Most really? people, when you Why? say uh, a deuce, they think okay, the poop. then put two saw bucks in. Mm. Two poop. All right, saw bucks, boy. Two saw bucks. Okay, granddad. Two saw bucks. Got a couple of saw bucks. Uh, let's see. It says, rather than earning their pay in cookies and milk, typical Santas can draw $30 an hour, but more experienced Santas, especially those who actually grow their own beards and don't need fake padding. Mm-hmm. So this, honey, I'm staying fat and continuing to go gray because it's 150 an hour. Wow. I'm telling you, honey, you would make a fantastic Santa. I'm not... <laughs> you make a great Santa with that beard. No, you don't no, got enough beard. Grow. No, no. If I, when I grow it in, it's white. It is mm-hmm. Yeah, there's just one holdout of brown in my mustache. Mm. We can take my, care look, of that. My last bastages of youth are <laughs> we'll get the bleach out. I got get this patch out. right here that's, right. that's gray, and it's going to go. That's how it started with me. I had two. They look like dime size spots yeah, exactly. on the bottom yep, of my right goatee. On the bottom left and then for within me. A few month, or within a few years, they were nickel, then quarter. Mm-hmm. Now my face is just turning white. For some reason, how it goes. Oh, oh, oh. So $150. So what? How much? You, how much you make over a, you know a two week period? Yeah, that's a, I mean, if you're working forty hours a week, you know you can make ten thousand dollars. You know, it's not, not enough to carry over the whole year. It's not well, like no, of course It's not, not like a concession still. at the state fair. That's well depends on how much you're willing. That's to... That's why I put the tip jar out. Yeah. Well, but there's no taxes at the North Pole, so <laughs> you don't have to worry about that. That is true. That the is heating, true. The yeah. heating bills though have oh, to be that's, outrageous. Yeah, that's true. Property. You can get pretty cheap still there. They haven't yeah. had that house flipping issue no. up in the North Pole. <laughs> and the property taxes are very low. Demand yeah. is extremely low yeah, on the North Pole. Yeah, you don't have much waterfront property or anything, so you just got to pay for plowing. And... Uh, listen to this guy. Across the board, I've seen an uptick in the number of requests, but once I'm full, I'm full. That's what Doug Eberhardt, a Santa based in Charlotte, North Carolina, told the Post. I've already got 92 gigs booked between today and Christmas. <gasps> and if you have 92 wow. gigs... And if he's one of the good ones, let's just say he's at a hundred bucks an hour. Mm-hmm. And if he's doing an eight-hour shift, yeah, for ninety-two days, that's not a bad deal. Well, it's not ninety-two days. He has ninety-two gigs. Right? Because well, there's not ninety. That... There's not ninety-two days between now. And... Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's... Doing your math. <laughs> doing your math. <laughs> doing your, your new science and math, doctor. I, I think we got thirty days because he's gonna, so he's going to work around the clock. Yeah, probably. Yeah, well, that's what Santa does. Well, but, but how many midnight Santas are there? 
there should, oh, that'd be a great Midnight name of a movie. Santa, Midnight yeah. Santa. <laughs> I like it. It's the follow-up to Midnight Cowboy. That's right. Midnight. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, please. <laughs> Another company, Hire Santa, which uh, provides Santa Clauses and Mrs. Clauses, have been turning away people's requests for weeks. Honey. Untapped market. I'm turning turning away requests. I thought they weren't enough Santa. That's what they're saying is they're getting requests that they have to say, sorry, Ralph, I can't do a Santa at your party because all my guys are booked. And gals. Santa's agent. There's Santa's there's Santa agents. Of course, yeah. The company is called Hire Santa, all one word. Oh, so there you go. Hire Santa. There's a problem. So there, how much goes to your agent? I don't know. Yeah, fifteen to twenty five percent goes to your agent. Well, but still, a hundred dollars an hour. You won't take ten percent. dollars, and they're going to take their taxes. I'm you're only going to. I don't know if this is worth it. No. It, it, you know, I guess if you're only working a month a year, then, you know. Yeah, so instead of $10,000, you're getting 5000 I don't know. Yeah. Five, See, well, six, well, you know what I would do is I'd start marketing myself in June. Yeah. So that, uh, you know, that halfway mark, it's a good time to check in with Santa. Mm-hmm. Make sure everything's on the straight and narrow. Come yeah, on out and meet with go. Santa this well, you, June. You could even do, like, Santa appearance Christmas in July. You could show up in uh, shorts and a Bermuda shirt. You've and... seen me in shorts. Nobody <laughs> wants to see that. Yeah. <laughs> No, that ain't gonna happen. Or you, do, awesome. or you start the virtual Santa. Hey, hey! Oh my God, Santa! Here's where the story turns dark. There oh. you go. This is your midnight Santa story. <laughs> then there's COVID. The disease has hit the pool of potential Santa Clauses hard because many people who play Santa are also high risk. Yep. Because they are generally older men and have that bowl full of jelly physique that puts them in danger. Uh, yeah. Several hundred Santas and Mrs. Clauses over the last 18 months have passed away. And that's just a tragedy, said Hire Santa founder Mitch Allen. Not all of them died of COVID, he stressed, but still, there are many Santas who are worried about having children who haven't gotten their shots sitting on their laps. Well, even if they got their shots, I mean, kids are where you're going to get diseases from. So, oh, yeah. so that's that's a standard risk. I would when I when I rolled onto the general surgery service, yeah. I on the general surgery service when I when I was you know in residency, I, I was on there for three months. And everybody says, "Oh, you know, you, you might you're going to get sick when you get on that service." And I washed my hands. I was sick for three months solid. Three months solid. One cold would clear up, another one would start, and we just like back to back to back to back. I go, "Oh, it was the worst thing ever." They kids are nothing but cesspools. Well, to be we, fair, you were getting what three hours of sleep a night. So, oh no, I was getting I was getting enough sleep, but oh, that was you? that wasn't the issue. It was those kids are just. Absolutely. Bacteria factories. Well, I've got, we had eight kids Mm -hmm. in seven, was it seven different schools? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So each kid is in a whole new gene pool of bacteria, and then Mm -hmm. they come home. And yeah, every year I was getting my ass kicked. Get by every it. strain of the flu all yeah, at once. Right. And, you know, <laughs> and they're eating, they're eating each other's boogers, they're eating each other's saliva. They're oh, yeah, the other stool day, uh, on their finger. I mean, it's oh, a god yeah. awful, terrible. That's that's, but that's a good thing. It builds up that microbiome. Yeah, Fawn and Sage were over at our house a couple weeks ago, and Sage found some floss. And he started flossing his teeth like you know, fake. He doesn't know how to floss his teeth, but he's trying his best. And then Fawn and Sage started sharing the same piece of floss. Yeah. And I was like, you're just going to share that floss, huh? That okay, used floss then. was laying on the floor and yeah. in the garbage garden. Well, remember, one person's garbage is another man's treasure. So <laughs> that little bit of uh, chicken that came out on yeah. Sage's floss, Fawn might enjoy that. That's, that's right. Yeah. Snack. Yeah, there are, yeah, my grandson, he, he grabbed a handful of snow last winter and shoved it in his mouth and started spitting out the dirt oh. because it was in, the, in there. And there's a dog running around. Oh, yep. 
I mean, it, it is. I remember one time when Mom's I was very, very young. Are like frozen poop on a stick. <laughs> when I was very young, I was I couldn't have been more than five years old. I remember running into the house and saying, Dad, look, I found some golden snow <laughs> in my hands in the house. He started yelling at me to get that out of the house. And I'm like, why? It's gold. It's gold. There you go. I See? didn't know. I thought it was gold. Yellow gold, rich. Texas yeah, pea. Exactly. <laughs> but you had matured to the point where you realized you don't eat gold. I did not eat um, it. You don't eat gold. It's far too valuable. Yeah, that's you there you go. There you go. Yeah. Have you seen that new commercial? I, don't, I can't even tell you what the branding is on this, but this family they've got all these snowmen in their front yard and the brother's out bashing them all with a baseball bat and the little girl runs out and grabs the baby snowman takes it in and sticks it in her freezer i don't, I don't mm-hmm. get the whole ad uh, hold on, right hold on so <laughs> she saves him the uh-huh. power goes out in their house during a storm during the summer she lays there next to the freezer to make sure nobody opens it mm-hmm. so it's just this whole thing and then it's like it's that time of season you get to see friends you haven't seen in a while and she takes them out of the freezer and they put them out in the front yard and the family's all standing there and a kid <laughs> on a bike slams into it yeah. just blows it up and they all look at each other and then they just start forming a new one and uh I, I can't even tell you what the commercial's for, but it's like, there's what a, a dark, bleak-ass commercial. And there's the problem with current commercials. That's how all you, commercials are, yeah. You do not remember the product. No. They make these ads funny and things like that. Oh, so draw your attention. And you don't remember yeah. the product. I can't tell you how many times someone said that exact same thing. They're like, oh, this funny commercial. I don't know what it's for, but it was so funny. It's like, well, then what is the point of it? It's a commercial. Well, I think that's why they've strayed away from the comical commercials during Super Bowl. They Super were getting Bowl, a they lot of eyes on yeah. them, but people would watch them and then not remember what brand. The was. ultimate Super Bowl commercial of all time was the High Life commercial. Oh, it was an Half apple. a second long. It's just High Life. That's it. That's and the they whole probably commercial. spent a quarter of a million dollars. They probably dollars. spent, yeah. yeah, hundreds of thousands of dollars on that. But that's like the exact opposite of what we're talking about. Because yeah. that was just, the brand was the entire thing. And I still remember it to this day. Whereas, yeah, I could, I could name twenty commercials I thought were funny in the past year, and I could tell you maybe five of them what they were actually for. A- Andy, they're all about the brand. Yeah, that's the only thing that's important. Is that's that's why when I that say YouTube, YouTube yeah. runs these commercials, and they don't, and, and you can skip the commercial after five seconds or ten seconds, but they haven't presented the brand within that five to ten seconds. Yep. You got to start with the brand. They're just missing the point. Last Christmas, we saw this commercial where this girl goes into, like, this enchanted clock and, like, she meets her dead grandpa or something. It was, like, three minutes long, and it was for, like, Twizzlers or some shit. (laughs) (laughs) At at the end of it, we're like, what the hell? This doesn't make any sense. I know. A lot of that stuff, you know, these ad people, they got to come up with something. Hey, here's our ad. Yeah, I can just see the pitches. Oh, the pitches must. Well, the thing ones that don't get get made how bad are they well you know you know what we miss in commercials and I should, i'm saying this broadly but good jingles remember you'd walk oh, away yeah. you don't have to see it you remember the old i'd like to buy the world a coke mm-hmm. you remember that song you remember that vibe that happy feel like mm-hmm. yeah I, I always say and i had this hit me at a very early age and i think this was right after i'd become a dad there was a mcdonald's commercial and it was the dad taking his daughter to her school dance and then he picks her up and they all get in the car and the girls are like you know johnny's gonna be at mcdonald's and the little girl kind of looks at her dad and he you know kind of gives the head nod and they drive up to mcdonald's and as they get there they all start to get out of the car the dad gets out and she goes dad you're not coming in are you and he goes oh no no and then 
a few minutes later, you see him sitting in the car, kind of reclined, and he's got the fries on the dashboard, and he's eating the fries, <laughs> and he's watching the little girl interact with the little boy, and uh, and they, you know maybe like they're twelve years old, and then finally the little girl turns and looks out the window and mouths, "I love you, Dad." Oh. I still get choked up talking about this thing thirty years later, and I'm like, "That's a great commercial." Yeah. And they used to have heart, and and I, you know, good funny commercials and stuff like that. You get it, but it's if you walk away and I have no clue what the hell this was, and that sold heart. That sold. Mm-hmm. You shared a special moment. Remember McDonald's, and I was like, that's "Yeah, right. it worked." That's right. It well, worked. yeah, and that, that's that's the whole point about McDonald's. McDonald's is all about special moments. That is the key part, and there's. And, and that's a, that's my that's that's my beef with Los Angeles limiting the number of McDonald's that can be in ghetto areas, because mm-hmm. that is the special moment for many kids and many families who mm-hmm. live in the ghetto, mm-hmm. and they turn a blind. I mean, because it is, it's a true thing. That's a, it's a social building, family building, kid building kind of thing there. And no, they they were going to take them out, but. Yeah, McDonald's is about that because that is a special thing for so many kids and so many families. Being at McDonald's for birthday parties as a kid, those are some of my most memorable birthday parties going to for friends or myself. I had a couple birthday parties at McDonald's. The play place or whatever they call it. Oh, the cake. The cake was awfully good. (laughs) I just remember the giant yellow coolers that uh, were filled with the orange elixir of the gods that that (laughs) McDonald's used to serve. Yeah, that but the that icy never tastes like the shit in the can. No, yeah. I still drink it. They brought oh, yeah? it back. Oh, yeah. Wow. It's it's orange high C, but it's I don't know. It's oh, so right, good. Right, there's right, a, right. A, a miraculous flavor to it that's not in any can of high C well, I've ever. Well, actually, McDonald's does have a purification system for their carbonated water. That's why their fountain oh. soda tastes so good. Hmm, that makes sense. Like well, if you go to Burger King and get a Diet Coke and you go to McDonald's and get a Diet Coke, they taste different. Hmm. McDonald's is way better because they purify their uh, carbonated water. And dun, 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 dun. Well, they purify all their water. They purify all their water. Huh? They purify all their water. Yeah, Not their ice, though. <laughs> Remember the newscast? And you, Andy, you could probably find it. They, yep. This student went in and took toilet water from a McDonald's and then took a cup of ice from McDonald's. There was more bacteria growing in the ice than there was in the toilet water. <gasps> yeah. That's why, and honey, that's, again, I've told you, that's why I do not order ice. It's not because I want more soda. It's because I don't want ice. Yeah. 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 Poo ice. Yeah. Well, well people <laughs> think because it's frozen, it's got to be like sanitary. Somehow, but what they but... do is they, see, they, and, and as far as the food safety part, what they're doing, they're leaving the scoop in in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's your hands on that and things like that. And those sort of things, that's what contaminates that ice and it just grows in there very slowly all the time. That probably the, the ice probably should be dumped every night, drained, yeah, mm-hmm. hosed down, dried, no. filled the next day. Probably mm-hmm. not going to happen. Yeah, it ain't going to happen. Yeah, freezing ice, doesn't actually kill basically any bacteria. It just slows. all it does is make it slow down so it doesn't grow until you ingest it and your body heat reignites that. Pretty much, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. And of course, a toilet is going to be cleaner than that because a toilet has, clean, toilet has clean water all the time, over and over and over. There's never really nothing in there once the toilet goes. There, there's virtually no bacteria. Well, no, there's bacteria, but it's not the concentration you would think. No. And the, I'm sure at McDonald's. <laughs> I like they, your qualification, but it's not the concentration. I'm sure they use some sort of formula that if you touched it, it would eat your arm all the way up to the elbow. So. <laughs> For what? For the toilets to clean them. No. Oh, you know, when so? you clean no. them at night. That's exactly. Right. Yeah. No, because you remember, like your dad's fear, the splashdown. 
That's why he doesn't yeah. like the, the mm-hmm. public toilets, right? Yep. I remember that from KQ. He doesn't want to sit and poop and have no, that water that's... splash on his butt. Well, you flush yep. first if you're worried about that. You flush first, then it's clean water. Water just right out of there. You go. It's like taking a shower. Man, you people worry about stuff. I don't worry. I'll poop everywhere, anywhere, any time of day or night. There's not a goodwill in the state of Minnesota that I have not pooped. I don't in. worry about the splat. I don't worry about what's Sometimes going on. Sometimes I even use I the bathroom. Take a shower. Take a shower afterwards. You're fine. <laughs> you take a shower afterwards. You're fine. Clean yourself up. You're fine. <laughs> Hose down. Well, researchers behind the world's first living robot have found a way to make it reproduce by shaping it like Pac-Man. Uh huh. Have you heard about this? Scientists have created Xenobots that uh, they're the world's first living robots, and they found a way to effectively and efficiently form the bots to reproduce themselves on their own. The xenobots are formed with stem cells of Xenopus lavis, an African clawed frog, the cells of which have tiny little hairs called cilia to help them move around a Petri dish. Scientist Sam Kriegman told Insider that while people may think of large industrial or metallic figures as robots, the term really refers to any machine that does physical, useful work. Kriegman worked on the Xenobot uh, project, along with researchers affiliated with the University of Vermont, Tufts University, and Harvard University's Weiss Institute for Biologically Inspired Engineering. We tried to figure out what useful uh, work they could do, and one of the things that we came up with was to clean up the dish, Kriegman said. The researchers placed dye particles and silicon-coated iron beads into the Petri dish and observed the movement of the little xenobots, observing that they were piling up the debris. Kriegman said he described the xenobots as bulldozers that move around and push stem cells into piles. Kriegman said his colleague, Douglas Blackiston, uh, then repeated the process by placing additional cells, the same kind that the xenobots are made of, to see how the bots would react. I said, oh my God, that's amazing. What happens when they make piles? What do the cells become when they're piles? We don't know, Kriegman said. We found out by letting those piles develop over the course of a few days and then bringing them into a new dish and seeing if they could move. He added, and it turns out it's possible. This pointed uh, towards the piles becoming offspring of the stem cells, growing their own cilia and operating on their own. This is how AI takes over eventually, Ralph. Well, this isn't AI. Yeah, this, this is gray is, goo, is what it is. This is this, <laughs> yeah, this is like uh, you know, th- this is a semantic. It's not really a robot. It's a living form, and there, you know, that's not a robot. It's not a mechanical robot that you think is a robot. It's not like the ones coming out of um, General Dynamics or anything. No, no, this is just it's just some cells why that they you, put together. It's why, like cells. Why, why are I, you so robot? Uh, Robophobic? Yeah, robophobic. Not robophobic. Oh, no, I'm standing up for robots because robots should should stand on their own. They're calling them a robot. That's like, you know what that was? That's cultural appropriation. Yeah. (laughs) Pure and simple. This is truly microaggression because they're so small. That's right. There you go. There you go. Wait until robots hear about this and then get on on social media. Oh, God. Have you heard about the crazy? They had that uh, Twitter AI that you could talk to and it would respond. And after one day, they had to shut it down because oh. of the things people said to it. Tay, yeah. It learned, and it started threatening, and it started making racially <laughs> oh inappropriate comments. Yep. It, because the AI was learning from the people that were inputting to it, which were all the morons in the world using Twitter, and responding to it. And then it started threatening the lives <laughs> of Tay. They had to pull it. Yeah. AI scary. Her name was Tay, and it was a Microsoft thing. Yeah. It was very, uh, it was very famous on the Internet for a little while there. Oh. Let's do this. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll 
We'll visit the world of crime and punishment. We've got some really idiotic crimes that have happened over this last week. We'll talk about them next here on The Family. And we are back with Stretch's Picks. You know, Tom, uh, there's a lot of analysis that goes into these picks. Yeah. And uh, I highly recommend betting, of course. I always recommend betting. Yeah, absolutely. So who's winning this thing? The kitties, the pack, the bears, or the purple? None of the above. Those are all the teams in the division. I know that. Well, who's your pick? I'm going with Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. What? It's not a football team. I know, but it's a hell of an HVAC company. They do the most thorough system tune-up in the industry. Sabre is one of the largest Bryant dealers in the state, which means you save. Yep, I'm going with Sabre, Sabre and Bryant, doing whatever it takes to keep you comfortable. It's also the smartest time to call and schedule your furnace tune-up with Sabre. Get the most thorough tune-up in the industry from the people who keep my home comfortable. Oh, uh, one more thing, Tom. What's that? Visit SabreHeating.com. Tom Bernard talking with Brad Huckle and Michael Bilski of North American Banking Company. We've talked a few times over the years about how North American Banking Company has helped local businesses when they're ready for expansion. We love talking about the success of our customers. One example is suburban manufacturing in Monticello. They create innovative products that produce clean, dry air that is needed during the manufacturing process. We recently helped them expand their business. Moving into a new building gave them the space they needed to add new equipment and production lines. We were able to step in quickly and provide the financing they needed when they needed it. When we help businesses like Suburban Manufacturing with their expansion, it's beneficial for our customers, but their growth also creates new jobs in our community. So they make stuff that produces clean, dry air for manufacturing after working with Bilski. Do they breathe easier with their business belt? We certainly hope so, Tommy, and that's no hot air. Nice one. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. As you know, my friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. He didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the new Giza Dream bed sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for me, which is crucial for my busy schedule. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Mike's Giza sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. The first night you sleep on the Giza sheets, you will never want to sleep on anything else. Giza Dream sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors. Mike's making a special offer for my listeners. You buy one set, get another set absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use promo code TOM. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow mattress topper, MyPillow towel sets, and so much more. Call 1-800-516-5146. Use the promo code TOM. Go to MyPillow.com. Make sure you use the promo code TOM. Welcome back to the cynical show that is the family. We're sitting here talking about Santa stories behind the scenes. All right. Uh, last week, I think we were talking about OnlyFans. Ralph, do you remember that? No, I, I, I don't even know what that is. That is like uh, where the the. No, I've never subscribed to OnlyFans. What are you talking about? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that means. We were talking about the fact that these online influencers were going from doing oh, sure. like YouTube videos and and photo layouts to suddenly OnlyFans, which are more adult in nature. Yeah, they do both. Right. Well, we're going to Collier County, Florida, for this story. A man and a woman in Florida, both with suspended driver's license, were hauled off to jail after they allegedly recorded themselves 
having relations in a trooper's squad car. The incident happened near I-75 last Thursday. The trooper offered to give the couple, Jordan, Noah, and Summer Watkins, a ride to a gas station so they could meet someone for a ride home. While in the back of the car, Watkins reportedly said, Baby, we should do an OnlyFans video back here. What if I blow your mind in the back seat? She asked the trooper. The New York Post reported, I told her that she could not, in fact, do that, <laughs> said Trooper J.D. Perez-Morales. Yeah. Just for her to again allegedly ask, hey, no, really, can I blow his mind back here? Shortly after I closed the door, Mr. Noah whipped it out, and uh, Watkins mm. bent down and began to blow his mind, Perez-Morales wrote. Watkins can be heard saying, screw the 5-0, while giving oral dissertations to her partner. While Noah filmed on his phone yelling, can you all hear me? She's doing this in the backseat of a state trooper's car right now. There is a whole new level of stupidity in yeah. this story. Yeah, what was it? You said Florida? <laughs> I know it's hard to believe, but yes, Florida. Oh, that's it would, the next thing you're going to do is kind of you know, pull a gas gasoline tank out of a car and weld it shut. Or well, you know, fix a hole in it without <laughs> yeah, draining it. That makes sense. That's, yeah. that's, that happens in Florida more often than you'd think. This is crazy. When troopers searched Noah's vehicle, they discovered, I know it's going to be hard to believe, but they discovered drugs, guys. Wow, really? Yeah, there was the marijuana and codeine. Watkins was charged with lewd and lascivious behavior and breach of the peace. Now was charged with possession of a controlled substance, possession of marijuana, breach of the peace, indecent exposure of a sexual organ, and lewd and lascivious behavior. But who thinks, hey, we're in the backseat of a We should really make a, an OnlyFans video at this moment. Unbelievable. Uh, just, I, stupid, I didn't like the, the lighting. Stupidity, the, stu <laughs> the stupidity of people, or the uh, the lack of decorum, or any whatever you want to say, is just so sad. It's oh, it just is pathetic. Anything for a buck. We'll oh, stay yeah. in Florida for this one. A Florida woman was arrested Sunday after police said that she walked into a Citrus County home, undressed herself before hugging and sitting on multiple people, including several who were 65 years or older. Police say 35-year-old Heather Cruz of Dunlian walked into the Citrus County home through a side door. Once inside, she quickly removed her clothing, exposing herself before she grabbed and hugged the homeowner, according to police. She was friendly, at least. If you're going to have somebody break in, that's the way to do it. A drive-by hugging. <laughs> when, when Cruz was told to stop, documents say she sat on the lap of two other residents while naked, saying, you like it, to one of the victims. Police say two of the home's occupants then attempted to remove Cruz and escort her to the front door. At that time, still nude, Cruz reportedly grabbed hmm. the uh, jewels of another individual and made several sexual remarks. When police arrived, Cruz was ordered to put on a shirt, but as accused of resisting officers, Cruz was then handcuffed, placed in the rear of a patrol car. Or I wonder if she wondered if she should knock out an OnlyFans video while back there. <laughs> yeah, right. When officers attempted to close the door, they say Cruz kicked an officer in the chest. More officers arrived, and Cruz was moved to another. Look at how many police showed up for a naked woman call. <laughs> well, we, we better bring the whole group for this one. Good, get out of control. Cruz now faces three counts of battery on persons 65 years of age or older, two counts of battery on a law enforcement officer, one count of resisting an officer with violence, burglary with battery, exposure of organs, and battery. Cruz was transported to the Citrus County Detention Facility. How much do you think her bond is for getting naked and hugging and sitting on the laps of people in the house? Oh. Mm. $10,000. $2. In Florida, yeah, it's probably like $150. <laughs> 48 grand. Wow, wow, really? Yeah. 
Well, I, I suppose she did assault an officer. That's not. Oh, there. Yeah, you don't want to do that. that part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, it's battery. So if she would have yeah, had her clothes on, weird no, she was charge. kicking him in the chest. Remember, no, 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 no. But the old oh, people, they oh, charged. So, so they said that for people who were over sixty-five, if she just sat on their lap, that's battery. Well, I think any kind of contact is considered battery, but I'm not Technically, sure. Technically, Officer Dave, yeah. maybe you know. I don't know. Maybe if we, only we knew a good attorney that was listening to the show most days so, so, could call in if you, and answer if that you, question for us. But if you if she sat on, so if you touch anybody, that's battery. Or could be battery. It should be, be okay, sexual battery that. at the very least. Or do they not have that over in uh, Orange sexual, County, Citrus sexual. County? Se- is this another Florida? Oh, of course it Citrus is. Citrus County. Of course <laughs> it is. <laughs> did you did you even have to ask, Ralph? It's Florida. <laughs> you were using the. Did you did you log on Florida Blotter? No, I go to thesmokinggun.com for these kind of stories all the time. But unfortunately, they are populated. And I will say this: it's unfair to name them all as Florida people because most Floridians are transplants from someplace else. That is true. But they just get there because there's what no tax, no state tax. Yep. Uh, is there income tax? I don't uh, think there's no. no income tax no income in Florida. Tax. And. Uh, like ninety percent of the scam. Well, I shouldn't say that. It's I think split between Vegas and Florida are, are two of the biggest scam states in the United what do you States. Mean scam states. They can run those telemarketing scams. Oh, yeah. okay, all these different things to, to mm-hmm. you know. One of the scams, biggest scams I think I've ever run into is uh, Disneyland. <laughs> well, yeah. See how much they cost to get into Disney. What is it? Disney World in Florida. Oh God, yeah. Disneyland in California. Yeah. How much is it? Uh, it's. I think it's over 150 bucks for the day now. It just went up. I think it's one. Like I want to say it's like 189 per person. And getting into the park gets you nothing. <laughs> and you get. <laughs> you know yeah. what the problem is? <laughs> Mickey's been losing at the track. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. Well, God, I remember. <laughs> God damn it! He didn't place again. We're going to have to kick up the prices, Minnie. <laughs> I remember 20 years ago, The Simpsons made a joke. Homer goes to you know fake Disney World because they couldn't actually make fun <laughs> right. of Disney World directly. But yeah, he was like, uh, one churro, please. Uh, that'll be $40. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and it's, it's much worse now, believe oh, yeah. me. Well, my kids went uh, five years ago. My two daughters went with my, my parents. And back then, five years ago, it was over 100 bucks to get in. And mm-hmm. they managed to get on four rides that day because yep. the lines were so insanely long. And then if you want the VIP or the Oh, the yeah, line yeah, jumper, right? Mickey Pass or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. it's even more insanely expensive. Yeah. So you kind of, if you live there, you have to have a season pass because you're really only going to yep. get three to four rides a day. We were just there two years ago, right before COVID started, and oh wait, no, this was the year after. The, yeah, this was last year we went there, and yeah, even with COVID, even with what they alleged was a quarter occupancy or whatever, mm-hmm. it was still like. An hour to get onto uh, the Peter Pan ride, yeah. half an hour to get onto anything else. The uh, Star Wars, the Millennium Falcon, that was at least an hour. Oh, I'd wait an hour for that though. That was probably well. The problem with that ride is that it's best with six people because there's six seats, mm-hmm. six stations. You got two gunners, two pilots, and two engineers. Don't get cocky, kid. But, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I didn't tell anyone the odds that day, but. <laughs> Because of COVID, it was one party at a time. So uh-huh. I could fly the ship up and down or left and right, not both. And she could be left gunner or right gunner, but not both. <laughs> so it 
kind of felt a little pointless because I was like, I was going left and right, but you have to dodge up and down too. Oh. But I couldn't, so we were just running into everything. <laughs> and then everything on the left side of the ship, you know, you couldn't shoot. So it's like, I don't know. You it, need to get your Falcon felt, license. It felt really dumb. Uh, actually, it says right here that it's only $109 a day. That's all. Oh, wow, really? is that it? Yeah. The longer you play, Plus the, 40 the less you pay. Churros and yeah. Then, yeah, and it's uh-huh. a it's a, a hopper, so you can go see one of the other parks on that. But 109 bucks, that's still bloody expensive. It is taking a family to those places has just become people insane. are going to people are going to want the e tickets back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, we went to Universal Studios too, and I liked that better because it was much less crowded, mm-hmm. and we got to do or we could have done more stuff had it not started raining. But the lines were a lot more reasonable, and it was a lot cheaper. We mm-hmm. did the VIP experience at Universal two years ago, uh, just before all the lockdown took place. Yep. Uh, Cassie came out to uh, f- um, Los Angeles with me for filming, and then we had a day off, so we, we went to Universal Studios, got that VIP treatment, got to the front of every line, so we got mm-hmm. to ride every ride at Universal, mm-hmm. got into the Harry Potter area, got to visit all of these things, so we were always first to get in. Yep. And then, like... I love the movie Psycho, and there's that Bates Motel scene. Oh, sure. And then they've got the house up on the hill, and they actually pulled a tram up there, and we could get out and take pictures in front of the Psycho house. and do, So that was, to me, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, then we did the Warner Brothers VIP experience, mm-hmm. which is also cool, but they don't have as much to yeah. offer. Do they have rides there? No. No, no but no, it's like no. a yeah, tour, yeah. and yeah. then they take you into places that normally you wouldn't get to see, and it was it was pretty cool. Yeah, our house was only about five, six blocks from Warner Brothers. Oh, really? It was just up, yeah, we were two blocks from uh, the Disney Sound stages. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. We were just, yeah, we had, that's where our house was, right right back. We walked past Warner Brothers and Universal, well, Warner Brothers all the time. <sighs> just right past it. Yeah, it was really cool. I got to sit on the Central Perk couch oh, yeah? from Friends because they had the set. Mm. And it they was, have the yeah. set still together? Yeah. yeah for oh, people sure. to oh. visit and take pictures and stuff like that. And just, I don't know, it was awesome. I liked it. Even though there were no rides, it and, was wonderful. And they still have the, uh, they still have the uh, what is the outside outside uh, set for at Universal when you go through there? Oh, the they have city the, where the yeah, Back the, to the Future was back filmed? Back to the and, Future. Well, so many movies. Right. You can just, there are just so many well, movies that are filmed there. Warner Brothers, too. They took you on the lot. And you yeah. realize how many movies from Universal have filmed on the Warner Brothers lot and Warner Brothers has filmed mm-hmm. on the Universal lot because they, they just exchange well, abilities. Well, they're adjacent. I mean, yeah. they're just yeah. kitty corner across a river. Yep. One's on, one's on oh, the one side of the river, the other's on the other side of the river, and they're just kitty corner across Olive. Well, it's mm-hmm. like if we've already got a big cityscape set put up, you know, why not just rent it out rather than force everyone to build a, their own cityscape set? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Paramount had the ranch up in that was in that was in Burbank. Up in Burbank was the ranch. Paramount had a ranch there that had all outdoor kind of things you could do things at. Oh, it. that's cool. Oh, it was a f- fascinating. Yeah, Burbank is a fascinating place. It is a just way more intricate and interesting than than what many. But Skunk Works used to be there. Oh, the skunk, skunk Works used to be sure. there, and and they had their own airport. All that. There's just so many things. There's a lot of deep, a lot of depth to what's going on there. I was in a went to a used, used equipment store, used junk store in North Hollywood once, and there was they had a rocket engine sitting there, decommissioned rocket engine sitting with the with the bell and a bunch of the tubing still stuck to it, you know, sitting there. Hey, you want to buy it? Sure. Here you go. So you've seen a lot of stuff in your life. Yeah, I have. Have what you is- ever seen this though? Passengers were left feeling a little sick when they reportedly spotted a woman breastfeeding 
on an onboard flight. Oh, I forgot. According this. to a now viral message, which appears to be from the pilot, the woman refused to stop the questionable activity despite repeated pleas from the cabin crew. Now, I can already hear angry moms and, and lactation experts ready to email us. Let's finish this story, though, shall we? Horrified passengers on board Delta Flight Air Flight DL-1360 to Atlanta reportedly watched on in horror as a woman took care of her cat just mm. a step too far, as the woman would not put her pet back in its carrier but continued to breastfeed her pet. Her cat? Mm-hmm. Mm. The pilot demanding Delta's red coat ground team meet the customer after landing to reprimand her. An aircraft communications addressing and reporting system message reportedly from the flight crew read, requesting red coat meet AC PAX passenger in seat 13A is breastfeeding a cat and will not put the cat back in its carrier when the flight attendant requested. The American airline has experienced an 84% surge in incidents relating to emotional support animals just in the past few years, forcing them to tighten regulations. But unlike this case, it's usually the animal acting up rather than the owner. Rules state that passengers are allowed to bring their small dogs and cats in the cabin, but must stay in a case under the seat in front of them the entire flight. The phrase emotionally supportive has been interpreted broadly over the years. And in a statement, Delta said that they have seen comfort turkeys, Mm -hmm. gliding possums, known as sugar gliders, snakes, spiders, and more taken on planes under the guise of emotional support animal. Over the years, a host of bizarre animals have been spotted, including ducks, turkeys, and horses. Emotional support animals, of course, are different from service animals in that they do not help their owners with a disability. Instead, they just provide help for problems, including PTSD, anxiety, or depression. While a number of airlines are banning some emotional support animals, many still allow them on. In one case, an emotional support duck named Daniel joined a passenger who suffered PTSD. He was brought on board to help her when she is about to have a panic attack by putting his feet on her chest so that she lies down. Hmm. <laughs> I want to know who figured. You know what? We should uh, we should try to train a duck to do this. Yeah. Yeah. At what point was duck ever in the? Yeah, they're the not the inclusion? smartest animals. So, you know, right. you know my, my my concern is this: What if you're allergic to dogs? Yeah, well, that's why you have to keep it in the case under no, the no, seat. No, no, no. You can't eat peanuts. Right. You shouldn't be able to have a dog or a cat on a plane. So if I don't you're think allergic people to... go into anaphylactic shock from dogs. Oh, so, do they, they can. Really? Oh, they can. It's they very, can. very They're rare. Really you can. If you have an allergic reaction, you're at risk for anaphylactic shock. I when mean, I was a very young kid, I was allergic enough to horses that if I went anywhere near the barn, my arms would be covered in hives. Mm-hmm. So it can happen. I mean, I didn't ever go into anaphylaxis, but that's only that's, but that's a step away. That, but that's that's sort of that is the risk. So if you say, "Well, I'm allergic to cats," there are no cats on the plane, are you? Who leaves? You or the cat owner? Mm. See, I'm allergic to dogs. Who leaves? Well, it depends. Do you want to be most wanted on the cover of Cat Fancy December 2021? <laughs> well, Delta, I can tell you from firsthand experience, uh-huh. uh, you have to call in ahead. You have to book the cat. As a passenger, you have to pay a fee. So if you are deathly allergic to animals, I assume you would tell the airline, and at that point they would try to negotiate who's going to get on a different flight. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you, you have to do this well ahead of time, and there is only, I think, two dogs and two cats per plane that's allowed. What this, that's what it's supposed to be. Yep. But these comfort animals rolled. Mm-hmm. Someone rolled it. I saw someone standing with a comfort animal, and that anim- this dog was 150 pounds. St. Bernard. That's, that's uh, oh, a lot no, of comfort. We know it's some other 
uh, some other Malamute or some giant dog, yeah, just a big that's dog. That's excessive. The anger in your eyes. Yeah, well, it's just it's, it, what, what, you know people. Would, yeah, I don't know. Flying, flying with Hobbs was a big enough pain in the ass. I can't imagine flying with a Great Dane. Yeah. Well, I know, and you would think, <laughs> no, too. thank it's you. Like, it, the comfort animal is supposed to relieve stress. Isn't it stressful enough just trying to get to the airport? Mm-hmm. Well, if you're a chaotic person, maybe you enjoy watching everybody else go into spins. Yeah, when you've you got go. your, in 2019, a miniature pony yeah. <laughs> graced an American Airlines flight. The horse is called Flirty and even had its own Instagram and Twitter account. No, of course it did. Which is has a bigger following than all of our shows combined, which is really sad. The horse is called Flirty. Her owner wrote on social media, once we got up to cruising altitude, she just took a nap and was very quiet. That being said, I'm going to keep traveling by car. It's just easier on Flirty. Flying will be reserved for emergencies and such. Where? It's And, and Flirty's just right in front, not under the seat, just standing in front of the passenger who had a window seat. Well, let me tell you. But that—that's a hazard to exit the plane. Yeah, you can't, well, and you not can't to have mention, luggage down there. Let me tell you, horses cannot be trained to hold it. <laughs> they will simply go wherever they are, and if that's on a plane, it's going. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So I don't know if they put a diaper on the pony or uh, maybe maybe they did. I hope so because yeah, they <laughs> don't they don't care. Horse. No, me. there's no diaper in this photograph. Oh well, that's no. a shame. Huh? Yeah. Oh, come on. Yeah. It's bad enough when you have those people in the plane around you beefing at uh, 20,000 feet. Are there any corks in the shot? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. All I saw was that poor little monkey trying to put the cork back <laughs> right. in. Yeah, that's right. A Tesla fan has uh, been busted for a DUI or after a rollover incident. A motorist who has a Tesla logo tattooed on his face. There you go. Was oh. driving a 1992 minivan when he was arrested Friday on a felony DUI count and multiple vehicular charges, according to an Illinois police uh, representative. Jordan Lindsay, 25, was behind the wheel of a GMC Safari that crashed Thursday evening on Route 83 in Elmhurst, a city 20 miles west of Chicago. Uh, Lindsay is uh, arrested on felony aggravated DUI account uh, since he was driving with a suspended license due to previous drunk driving conviction. He was also charged with driving an uninsured vehicle, driving an unregistered vehicle, failure to reduce speed to avoid a crash, and driving with a suspended license. Lindsay was booked into the DuPage County Jail, from which he was later released on bond. He is scheduled for December 20th court appearance. The Wisconsin native, well, that explains it, who lives a few miles outside Elmhurst, has a pending misdemeanor disorderly conduct ca- case and a rap sheet with a multitude of vehicular convictions. Judging by his face, Lindsay is a Tesla fan, though it does not appear as if he owns one of the electric vehicles. Lindsay's main ride is a 30-year-old maroon minivan that seats eight and then got an average of 16 miles per hour. Wow, that's a lot of weird information. But, yeah, is the Tesla. Is it a Geo Metro? <laughs> the Tesla logo. But did the band Tesla have the same logo, didn't they? Okay. This guy looks like you would be promoting the, the band? Tesla band as opposed to, here, look, I'll hold him up for uh, you. I don't know. Is it? Yeah. I gotta get glossy. You can see he's got the green, oh, yeah, yeah, I mop see. top blonde, yeah, Packer color hair. No, the Tesla band is like a globe with lightning bolts around it. Okay. Not the T. Not the T. Okay, yeah. So this guy's. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that there's any product in the world that I would ever feel like I'd have that logo tattooed on my, my face. face. No, probably. But he not. may have. It's conceivable he may have made a mistake. He may have liked the Tesla band. But he got oh, the it's wrong. possible. Yeah. 
logo. He does look like long, he would be the guy. Just Google might. Tesla logo and yeah. you pick the first thing. You know, yeah. He, he, he go, <laughs> or he went into the te- I like a Tesla thing on my face. I, I love Tesla. And so, <laughs> yeah, it's possible, honestly. It's like that no regerts tattoo yeah. the guy had <laughs> tattooed on his forehead. No regerts. No All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back. Who's joining us in this hour? I'm sorry. Kristen Burt. Yes. Kristen Burt. Right. Because Tim Lammers, too damn busy to too talk to Dave Schrader filling in for Tom shot. Bernard. Yeah, Tim, Tim. Uh, but we'll talk entertainment. We've got a couple other stupid crime stories we can shoot the breeze about. We'll do that when we return. You're listening to The Family.